may receive from God. Without expectation, faith is no good. You can't receive from faith without expectation. So we have to have expectation. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna start here again at verse 18. It says, while he spoke these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him, saying, my daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. Now he said this, he's, he's, he's saying that she's in one state, but he's expecting her not to remain in that state. He's, his expectation is to change the state that she's in now. And, he, and his expectation is what caused the manifestation that he has. And it says, and Jesus rose and followed him. And so did his disciples. Now, we're gonna, I'm gonna not keep continue with this, story, but I'm gonna go right into this other story because it goes right in line with this because here's another scene of expectation. And it says, and behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched him. Well, when we see that touched him, we think of just the natural, but that's not all that happened here. She touched him with her expectation. Her expectation is what led her to touch Jesus. For she said within herself, so she's saying, she's speaking out her expectation. If I may but touch his garment, I shall behold. But Jesus turned him about. And when he saw her faith, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour, her expectation with faith, her expectation is what delivered her result. Without expectation, faith would never deliver a result. We have to stay in expectation. And let me give you an example of expectation. If the president said that he was going to send out a million dollar check to everyone, you would check that mailbox every single day. Our expectations should be the same way. Every day we get up, we should say, we should ask the Lord, is the day delivery day? Is the day you, is today the day you wanna do it, Lord? Listen, I'm gonna praise you just like it is. I'm expecting you. I wanna let you know I'm still in expectation. So I'm gonna praise you just like today is the day. And when you get up every single day with that mentality, with that, that kind of expectation, God can't help but show up. This one with the issue of blood just happened to be in between Jesus and this man's miracle. This woman expectation is what stopped Jesus and, and compelled Jesus to respond to her faith because she had an expectation expectation is what delivers faith from faith. So if you say you're in faith and you're not expecting, you're not in real faith. Faith, faith will always be, a comp, be accompanied by expectation if it's true faith. It's not hoping something's going to happen. It's knowing something's going to happen. I'm gonna give you a definition for expectation. 
Because sometimes we say we're in expectation and we're not there. Expectations, the definition is a strong belief that something will happen or, or be the case in the future. So expectation is a strong belief that something will happen. So when you get up every single day expecting something to happen, then your faith is accompanied with the deliverer because expectation is what delivers. Faith alone will not deliver. It has to be accompanied by expectation. So I'm gonna continue here and it says, and when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, give place for the maid is not dead, but sleep. And they laughed at him. They laughed him to scorn, the ones that had no expectation for anything to happen. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand and the maid arose. So her expectation, that man's expectation is what delivered uh, his faith. That's what revealed his faith, that he was truly in faith. And that is what caused his manifestation to come forth. So again, without expectation, there is no manifestation. Let's look at something here. Let's look at another uh, story here in Acts. Acts chapter three. And I'm gonna start at verse one. I'm gonna be reading out of King James. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, now, which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that enter into the temple. Now, this man was carried here daily he was expecting something daily he was expecting to re receive something daily who sent peter and john about to go into the temple asked of alms and peter fastening his eyes upon him with john said look on us and he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them he was expecting to receive something he wasn't just asking just to be, he wasn't just trying to carry on a conversation with him. He was in the position to receive his expectation, put him in the position to receive. Without expectation, he would have received nothing. But his expectation was his uh, uh, invitation for manifestation. So without expectation, you, there is no manifestation. Then, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. I respond to your expectation. The anointing ex uh, responded to his expectation. Without expectation, there's nothing for the anointing to work with. It's not going to come in and just invade you. No, you have to invite it in. Expectation invites the anointing to work on your behalf. <clears throat> so we have to have 
expectation at all times. If you're a supernatural being, and I said, made a statement earlier, I said that we should be functioning in the supernatural as common as the world functions, its system. So we should be as sensitive to the supernatural as we are if you walk out and your body is, is uh, sensitive to whether it's cold or hot. It sh we should be that sensitive to the supernatural, always uh, expecting something to happen. And, and let me clarify something here because we think that supernatural or the spirit realm is way out in heaven. We have to be make contact with heaven. Listen, heaven is a centimeter from your mouth. Your mouth, as soon as those words come out of your mouth, they're in the spirit realm and they're activated. They're working to bring a harvest, to bring a manifestation, to bring what you said to pass. When we're conscious of that, we can function in the supernatural as easy as the world functions. That's what we should be doing. That's what Peter done. That's what John, that's what uh, uh, Paul did. So, uh, so we, and that's what Jesus did. He was always conscious of the supernatural. He was not focused on this natural realm. He was focused on a super, on the supernatural. He expected uh, the father to back up every single thing he said. If he said it, if he released, if he heard it and he said it, he expected it, it to be exactly that way. No other way. There was no room for failure. Failure couldn't happen because he was operating in the supernatural from the spirit realm. So let's look at, let's look at another uh, story here. Let's look at uh, John 5, chapter 5. And we're going to start at verse five. And it says, and it reads, and a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? Now, this man has been in this condition for 38 years. And at a certain time of the year, oh, well, I should have started at verse four, but all right. For an angel, I'm going to start, I'm going back to verse four. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubles of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever, of whatsoever disease he had. So at a certain, it says at a certain season, at a certain time, uh, there was a manifestation that took place. So this man had been in this condition for 38 years. This man did not want to miss not one of those seasons. So he laid at that pool every single day in expectation. But what had happened was his expectation dropped because he was only focused at, on that pool. So when Jesus came by to speak to this man, he had to shift his expectation from that pool to back to the healing. 
Don't focus on the poop, focus on your healing. Don't focus on the conditions and the circumstances. Folk, stay focused on the healing. And, and, it, and go on to verse five and it says, and a certain man was there, which had, been, had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there a long time in that case, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? The, pur the, the sole purpose of your faith is to be made whole. It's not the pool. Take your eyes off the pool. Take your eyes off what you have. Take your eyes off of what's around you that looks like it's a hindrance. It's not a hindrance if you stay in the supernatural. It's only a hindrance to you if you drift out of the supernatural, out of the spirit realm into the natural. If you drift from the spirit, from staying focused in the spirit realm to the natural, you're going to be defeated every single time because there's no expectation. And we'll see that in just a few minutes. But you have to stay in the spirit realm, in tune to the spirit realm to see the supernatural, to see miracles, signs, and wonders. There is no small miracles. There is no small wonders. And there is no, no uh, so small signs. It's just like sin. There's no small sins. All of it's the same. So all miracles, when you're talking miracles, you're talking about if you received a penny supernatural, that is a miracle if it happened through faith. So there is no small miracle signs and wonders. They're all, you should, we should praise the Father and thank the Father just like it was the biggest thing we ever seen in our life. Why? Because we're releasing expectation for the next step, the next level. That's how we go from level to level, keeping our expectations high, keeping our expectations in a place to where the Father can respond at any time and all times. So uh, let's look at um, let's look another thing about expectation. Our expectation must be at the same level as our faith. There shouldn't be any difference in our expectation and our faith because you cannot have level two expectation and say you have level 10 faith. They, it will not deliver. It has to be at the same level. Our expectation should be at the same level as our faith because they work hand in hand. If I can say it this way, your left hand is faith. Your right hand is expectation. If someone came and handed you something um, that takes both, it takes both hands to receive it. It takes faith and it takes expectation working together to bring manifestation. Because expectation is the posture to the father saying, I still believe you, father. I still, I still trust in you, father. I'm expecting you to do exactly what you said you would do in my life. So our expectation must be at the same level as our faith. Um, let's look at another story here. In Matthew chapter 9, 
beginning at verse 18. And I'm going to read down. Oh, I already did that. I'm sorry. Let's look at uh, Romans 4, chapter 4. Going to verse 17. And it says, as it was written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed. I was reading it. Amplify. I'm going to go back to the King James. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations before him whom he believed, whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, who, I'm going to read that verse one more time, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Abraham, I'm going to start right there, so should I see be. That's what was spoken to him. So Abraham was in a position of expectation right here because he didn't have any hope. He had nothing to uh, believe in other than the word of God. His expectation was not in his body, his expectation was in nothing, absolutely nothing in the natural. Everything in the natural told him it was impossible. But his expectation was in the word. When he had only the word, he still had high expectation. He didn't need any other natural things that was around him. He didn't need the natural uh, conditions to be right. He didn't need the natural circumstances to be right. He didn't need anything from the natural to be in line to help God. Only thing he needed was faith with expectation to receive. Faith with expectation to receive does not depend on anything in the natural. It, does not, it is not dictated or subject to time. It overrides time. It makes time subject to it. When you're in faith, and expectation, it doesn't matter what time it is. If you, are in, if you are in faith and expectation, you dictate the time. It's manifestation time, all the time. And that is what the spirit realm uh, affords us. If we're in expectation and faith, we don't ever have to consider time. The only thing we have to consider is because we know we override in time and time is subject to us. It's always manifestation time. God is always expecting or God is always ready to respond to expectation and faith. If we have expectation and faith, we have God. We are on God's mind for manifestation at all times. And going on, in this chapter here uh, with Abraham, verse 18. <clears throat> I'm 
Let me start at verse 18. For Abraham, human reason for hope, being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations. His expectation was God will fulfill his word of many nations as he had been promised. Promised. He had a word. So numerous shall your descendants be. And it says in verse 19, he did not weaken in faith. He did not weaken in faith. If he didn't weaken in faith, he didn't weaken in expectation. His expectation was the same as his faith was. When he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead, because he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's dead womb, no unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtly question concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied, fully satisfied that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. In other words, his expectation was God will come through. God's word will deliver. If I maintain my faith and my expectation, God's word will manifest. It would do exactly what he said it would do. You, he knew God, could, he had enough experiences with God to know that God could not lie. It is impossible for God to lie. Man might can lie, but God cannot lie. That's one thing God cannot do. People always say, you know, make the statement, there's nothing God can't do. There's one thing God can't do. He cannot lie. And when you settle that fact and you have a word from him, it doesn't make any difference. That word will come to pass. Some of us have had words and let our expectation drop. We go back and pick those words up and say, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. I let this slip. I'm, I repent. Now I'm back in my righteous state, picking up this word. I believe you would do exactly what you said you would do, exactly what this word said it would do. Now, Father, by faith, I'm mixing expectation with this. I'm expecting this to happen. And you get back in that and you pick up words from 10, 15 years ago. If you remember those words, and you pick those words up and you couple them, mix faith with it and expectation. Those words were delivered just like they were spoken, to, like they were supposed to deliver the first day they were spoken. Guaranteed, they were delivered. Because God's word cannot return to him for. So Abraham's expectation is what delivered the word or made the word manifest the promise that the God, that God the Father had given him. So he depended on nothing. He had nothing else to depend on but the word. We don't need anything to depend on. Circumstances and, and things around us doesn't have to be uh, conducive. Only thing we have to do is be in faith and expectation. Now, I want to look at uh, one other thing here. And let's look at James chapter 2. I was meditating this, um, was thinking about this today, studying this out. I ran across this 
and I saw something, I caught something here. Let's start at verse 17 in chapter two of James. I'm reading out of King James. And it says, even so faith, if it have no works, is dead, being alone. Now I'm going to read it another way. The same verse. I'm going to substitute something here. It says, even so faith, if it have not expectation, is dead, being alone. You and, and he told me to read these verses just like this. And every way I see works, put expectation. You're not doing any harm to the scripture. Yeah, a man, verse 18. Yeah, a man may say that thou hast faith and I have expectation. Show me thy faith without thy expectation. And I will show thee my faith by my expectation. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without expectation is dead? <laughs> because listen, if you don't have any expectation, the words, the works, you ain't gonna do any works. You're not going to respond to the scripture without expectation. Expectation is what caused you to respond. Expectation is what will, um, if God gives you an instruction, expectation is what will cause you to carry out that instruction. If you don't have any expectation, that work is dead. You're not going to do it. Because if you're not expecting something to happen on the other side of when you move, you're not going to move. So we have to have expectation at all times that God is going to do exactly. I just have to do my part. I'm not focused on his part. If I stay focused on my part, then I'm in the right lane. I'm in the right. If I just stay in faith and stay in expectation, God will do his part. I don't have to worry about him doing his part. He'll do his part. The, 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 the problem is we don't get in faith and expectation, but we start focusing on God doing his part and we're not in faith and expectation. And if you're not in the spirit, you're not going to be, you're not going to remain in faith and expectation because your mind is going to drift back and start looking at what's around it. And your expectation is going to start dropping, dropping, dropping until you're actually not expecting anything. You're, you, you, and your faith has turned to hope or wish, you're wishing something to happen, you're hoping something to happen. Expectation keeps your faith hot. It keeps your faith alive. It keeps you in a position that you know something's gonna happen. The expectation, I can say it this way, is a form of confidence. You know it's gonna happen. Uh, you, you, you're confident that it's gonna happen. Expectation is you're confident that it's gonna happen. I know this is going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I'm going to praise and worship God just like I know it's going to happen. I know it, So when you get in that uh, position, there's nothing that can come by and knock you out. There's nothing that can come by and take and, and steal the promise because expectation is holding on to it. Expectation has got it on one side, faith holding on the other side. 
is going to deliver. I'm going to read on down. <clears throat> and it says, uh, on verse 19, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by expectation when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his expectation, and by expectation was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which said Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God you see then that by expectation a man is justified and not by faith only faith has to be accompanied with something it cannot um, fulfill the job without expectation so we have to have expectation with faith. Um, let's look at something here. In, let's look at Philippians 120. Let's see what Paul had to say here about expectation. Verse 20. Philippians 1 verse 20. And, it's, and it says, according to my earnest expectation, man, what a position. And my hope that in nothing I shouldn't be ashamed, but that with all boldness, listen to the words he's using now. He will not be ashamed and he's in all boldness. Why? Expectation put him there expectation said he would not be made ashamed and gave him boldness as always so now also christ shall be magnified in my body whether it be life or death he didn't care he wasn't gonna he didn't care what happened he was not gonna move out of expectation he was not gonna give up faith and he was not gonna give up his expectation he was expecting something to manifest and Paul said, I will stay here until it does. Doesn't make any difference whether it's to death or life. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here and see this thing fulfilled. And that was his position um, to stay in a, in a, in a uh, stance and a position of expectation. Again, expectation, faith without expectation is no good. We saying we're in faith, but we're not expecting anything to happen. You're not in faith. We're not in faith until we're in the position of expectation, something to take place. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, a few weeks back, my sister started saying something about she wanted a new car. Get a new car. Get a new car. I said, "Do you really believe you're gonna get a new car?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, I'm gonna help." I said, "I'm gonna clean out the." Uh, garage and make a place for you to park the new car. So that place 
You, now, this is how you have to see that place. That place is reserved for your new car. Expect that place to be filled. If, it's, if you don't have an expectation that that place will be filled, how are you in expectation? You're not in expectation. If you just move about, don't make plans for it, don't prepare for the manifestation or the fulfillment or the maturity of faith, you're not in expectation. Expectation prepares. Expectation is a, is a works. You got to do something to reveal that you are expecting. If you're not doing something to reveal you're expecting, you're not in faith. Um, and, you, and, and, and once you step into that place of expectation, you plant your feet. You do not move. I don't care what happens. I'm still expecting that. Uh, whatever comes, whatever news comes, whatever you see, rise up above it. Rise up above it. Rise up above it. And the only way you can rise up above it is from the inside. What's on the inside has to be bigger. That expectation that's on the inside of you has to be bigger than the physical things that you see on the outside because, or the natural things that you see on the outside or the natural words that you hear, or uh, demonically assigned words. Anything that doesn't line up with what you're expecting, pay no attention to it. Pay no attention to it. Pay no attention to it. Stay focused. Stay focused. And remain, and remain uh, focused. Uh, last scripture. Sorry. Last scripture. Uh, Psalm 62, verse 5. Sorry, I think I went over a little bit. Let's quit. And it reads, My soul. Wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. That is what we have to stay in. Uh, our hope, uh, uh, I've uh, fed us a little bit tonight. Just give us something to meditate on. I'm going to pray and then close out. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that these words have not fell on deaf ears, that we will not only be hearers, but doers of your word. Let these words work as much inside of us as they do outside in manifestation in the things that we can see. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.